Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, don't anybody else ask me to do this. Uh, unless you're all the way from Washington or another country. Um, let's bow our heads. Father, we pray right now that you would speak your word. Pray that you give us wind assistance. First of all, wind assistance by the Holy Spirit, who represents the breath of God. And then wind assistance, let your angels be doing work, that the wind from there, the work of their wind, wings will be indicative that you are making your word public so that every person in this room, every person who's watching virtually, and every person who will watch even the recordings on YouTube, that they will be blessed and spoken to in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, as you see, I have a lot of stuff up here, but I, I really feel like this is the kind of message that God is saying, you got to make sure that even a child can understand it. And so um, I want to get into the word. I want to talk to you on a subject, three people I need, I don't know about you, but three people that I need in my life, especially during this pandemic season. Um, praise the Lord. I want to pause right here. We, I know we have a few uh, partners that this is their last Sunday, and we just want to uh, just, just acknowledge them. And so uh, those of you, this is your last Sunday. Can you please stand? We just want to make sure that we acknowledge you. Your last Sunday, your last Sunday. Come on, God, God bless you. God bless you. Amen. The blessings of the Lord are upon you. And again, uh, when you get an opportunity after service, just give them a shout out and a blessing. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. We're in a season where there's a lot of people moving out and a lot of people moving in. And we just praise God for both. Uh, so uh, I want to speak on part two. Three people that I need in my life during this season. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9 says, The future glory of this temple will be greater than the, its past glory. And we've been talking about this. This is part two for those of you who are just new to what I'm sharing. We shared part one a couple of weeks ago. Praise God for Sister Pashka who shared last Sunday on environmental justice. Praise God for that. But we're going on to part two. Haggai says the glory of this future house will be greater than the past house says the lord of heaven's armies and in this very place say this very place okay, okay this very place i'm talking about this building this very place i will bring peace and i the lord of heaven's army have spoken the glory of this latter house this this present house is going to be greater than the past um, God has blessed us. We moved, we purchased this building in 2013. And this will be the eighth year that we will have owned this building. And I want to remind you of the goodness of the Lord because I want to show you the image of how the building looked when we first bought it and how it looks now. Amen. Can we give the Lord praise for his goodness? Millions of dollars have been invested because of your giving, and we praise God for his goodness. And I was thinking about, okay, God, we purchased this building in 2013, and now it is 2021. That's eight years. <laughs> That's eight years. And those of you who are familiar with uh, biblical numerology, eight is the number of new beginnings. Amen. There are seven days in a week. And the eighth day 
is a new week. This is the day of new beginnings. We're in a new season. We are a different Pentecostal tabernacle. We are not who we used to be. Can you say amen to that? And so uh, to celebrate this, what God is doing, we're going to have, I want to remind you, a renovation celebration where we're going to, by the grace of God, hopefully the city will give us permission to block off the street, the, uh, our state representative, the mayor, the city manager, a number of people will be here to, to celebrate us, celebrate with us on what the Lord has done. It'll be, it'll be, uh, we'll be celebrating on uh, September 11th, and it is an interesting that we're celebrating on a day when buildings went down, we're celebrating the glory of the Lord building his house up. Amen. So we want to encourage you to, to get, be ready. And if, again, if you want to help, please email uh, us at renovation2021 at ptspice.org. Now, again, there's three people that I need in my life in this season. We shared that the first person we need in our lives is a prophet. Today, we're going to speak about the subject that we need a prayer. And then next Sunday, we'll speak on the subject we need a praiser. Three people that I need in my life, a prophet, a prayer, and a praiser. And the scripture that I really loved that I showed you is this, actually this scripture, uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, but it's in the form of a puzzle. And this scripture is when everything was destroyed in Israel or Judah because of Babylon. Jeremiah rises up in the midst of all of this horrible confusion of being uh, held captive, Jeremiah said, prophe prophesied these words, and he says, God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for you to prosper, plans for your good. And what struck me about this is that many of you know that uh, a puzzle, this, this particular puzzle has a thousand pieces, and some of you may feel like your life during this pandemic has been scattered into a bunch of pieces. Are you following me so far? But God says that I know the plans I have for you. At the same time, uh, a few years later, God raises up a man by the name of Zechariah who says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, while the temple was burnt, while Jerusalem was burnt, he, he rises up and, and says in 520 B.C. that it's not going to be my might, that this thing is going to come together, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And I love the name Zechariah. Zechariah's name means the Lord remembers, remembers. Now, we know that, for example, when you are a member of Pentecostal Tabernacle, that means you're a part of us. And so when you see the word re, it means to bring back, or the word re means again. So when I Think of Zachariah's name. To me, I interpret it as the Lord has the ability to bring back the pieces, the pots together again. And maybe your life has been totally uh, wrecked by the pandemic. Maybe, you know, things don't seem like they can come together. But let me tell you something. God knows the plan. He knows where all the pieces are and by the end of this season, he's going to bring back everything together by the power of his hand. If you believe that, could you just say amen? Amen. amen. God has everything under control. And 
So as we look at this, we talked about the fact that everybody needs a prophet. Everybody needs somebody to encourage them. And I told you a few weeks ago that the Lord sent into my life at the age of 14, a freshman in college, he sent to, to my life a woman by the name of Mrs. Lightsinger. And I went into my high school yearbook, can't believe I found it, and this is a picture of Mrs. Lightsinger. And, and, and you may say, for those of you who don't know, uh, when, I, when I got accepted to Catholic high school, which I didn't even think I was going to get in, uh, Mrs. Lightsinger was my uh, history teacher, and I remember I flunked every quiz and every test in the first quarter, every one of them, max every one of them. I flunked every one of them, and, and I got E's and F's, okay? E's and F. E was for enough, and F is for you failed. <laughs> and yet, Mrs. Lightsinger gave me a, the lowest passing grade you can give, which was D minus. And me being a born-again believer, I knew that that was the wrong grade. I should have got an E and an F. And so I literally went up to Mrs. Lightsinger, and I said, and thank God she didn't flunk me because I was an athlete and I still wanted to play uh, sports. And I remember going up to her and I said, Mrs. Lightsinger, why did you give me a D minus? Because I know I flunked every exam, every quiz. And she said, the reason why I gave you a D minus is because, Brian, I know you can do the work. Those words, I know you can do the work, spoke such encouragement to me that for the next three quarters, I didn't get anything below an A minus. Those words changed my life. Those words caused my grades to go up. You see, you don't need a prophet Jeremiah <laughs> or a Zechariah or a Pastor Chandler or whoever your favorite prophet is. God will choose. Look, when you're desperate, you'll even listen to a donkey. Amen. Because cause you see, when the word, when you're talking about prophecy, we're not talking about speaking into the future, we're talking about words that affirm who you are to Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3 says, but the one who prophesies, this is Paul speaking, speaks to people for their strengthening, for their encouraging, for their comfort. So when a, prof, when a person speaks encouraging words to you, the word encourage is the word E-N, which is in and core, a Latin word core, means in the heart. They speak words to your heart. They speak words that were core means to your heart. And that's why uh, you have core values. Those are the values that are of your heart. The, uh, Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of your heart flows your issues. I, I, I like to interpret the word heart as your attitude your attitude. Someone put it this way. It is your attitude. Are you watching now? It is your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. It's not the dog in the fight. 
It's the fight in the dog. You'll get that someday. And so God usually will send a prophet to your life to do one or two things. They will, they will speak to your heart in a way of, of, of speaking to your issues, speaking to maybe you're doubting yourself, maybe you're doubting situations, maybe you're second-guessing, and God will send people into your life that will speak to your heart words that will strengthen you, words that encourage you. But also, God will send prophets into your life, people into your life to speak to your deception. Oh, it's quiet in here. The Bible says in Jeremiah, it's the same Jeremiah who spoke in chapter 29 and verse 20 and 17, he says, he says, the heart is deceitful above all things, above all things. In other words, the number one thing your heart will do is deceive you. If I, I'm not going to have you raise your hand, but if I, if I have people raise your hand and say, how many times were you in love? It's quiet in here. How many times did you think you were right? Many times, I, I say this over and over again, many times, I, I, I hope in September to talk, to, to teach you on how to know the will of God for your life, how to know the will of God. What are those signs? What are those directions that God will give you? Because one of the things that God will put in your life is partners. Are you with me? Pa are you with me? Partners. That is good friends who will tell you the truth. You need good friends who will tell you the truth. You need good friends who, when they're talking, this is a good friend. A good friend, uh, uh, Brother Troy, who shared in his sermon uh, a few years ago, he said a good friend is a person who you can call at 3 o'clock in the morning to take you to the airport. Turn your neighbor saying, I'm not sure if I'm, kind, I'm that kind of friend. I know right now. <laughs> a good friend, I, I would, this is what I would do. I'm just looking in the camera. I'm looking at the clock so you don't get upset with me. Many times, have you ever talked to somebody who's, whose breath is not? Their breath is just not. Can I get a witness? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, now some of you are afraid to put up your hand. We're not talking about the person next to you, okay? So put up, have you ever talked to somebody who, whose breath is like, it's just not, okay? And so what I used to do, I would carry mints, and if, and, and if somebody's breath was not, not, was not, I would take out a mint, and I would say these words, because I love you. <laughs> and I say that because... You may say, well, I'm not saying, I can't say that, but why would you allow that person to inflict that breath on somebody else? Thank you. And so my point is, a good friend is someone who can tell you your breath stinks. A good friend is a friend uh, let me just look at my wife because she's my good friend. A good friend is a friend that when you raise your hand and you're like, whoa, whoa, you, you, you actually, come on now. You're, you're mad at me, but I'm trying to be a good friend. 
Thank you. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a good friend. Some of you are sitting there right now like, anybody have a mint? Anybody have a mint? No, I'm, I'm talking about a good friend will tell you things you don't want to hear because they love you. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. A friend will tell you, no, nah, don't go out with that person. A friend will tell you, don't hang out with that person. Because as Joe Frazier, the heavyweight boxer who got into battles with Muhammad Ali, they had three incredible historical fights. And they asked Joe Frazier, what is the hottest punch you ever received? And he said, it's the one I didn't see coming. You need friends who have eyes where you don't have eyes. Because, repeat after me, everybody, everybody. including me, has a blind spot. Praise God for these new cars that, you know, you turn it into a lane, you but life does not happen that way. Your electronic blind spot noticers are good friends. And when you start saying, you know, you don't want, the reason why you don't like him is because, you know, you don't have a boyfriend and you want my boyfriend and you're just jealous of me. No, they love you because in the final analysis, when it all falls apart, they're coming back to their good friend. <laughs> and, 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 and they don't need you to say, well, I knew it, but I didn't want to say anything. Wait, well, wait a minute. You let me walk off of a cliff. There's been times when I'm on this and I'll go like this and people go, oh, see, see, you all are good friends. Some of you have watched your friends walk off a cliff, get busted up, and then you want to play hero. Oh, I'm there to help you. How about helping me before I walked off the cliff? If you knew that dude was a jerk, why did you have me become good friends? I'm not even talking about boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm talking about there are some friends who are the same sex. <laughs> your boy, your sister, that another person would say, no, there's something, there's something about that person you need to watch out for. I don't know why I'm parked here, honey. I don't know why I'm parked. I'm trying to help some of you. Because some of you, you're blaming the devil for stuff when the bottom line is you didn't listen to the prophet that God sent to your life. That's a, you know, you, Bishop Brian Green, you are preaching. Some of you, let me come down here. Some of you, your prophet are the elders. You sit with Elder Roy. Don't worry, we're vaccinated. My brother-in-law, and, and, and he sits and counsels you for marriage, and I was like, eh, I'm not sure, you know, that's okay. He, he think he know anything, but God spoke to me. And, and next thing you know, as my father used to say, when you hear the shout, <laughs> okay, that's a Bajan term, you know, uh, three months later, Elderoy, Elderoy, help me. And Elderoy said, what can I do now? Why spend $25,000 to be married only three months? I'm talking to you. You're not the only one who hears from God. Sometimes 
I'm the bishop, and sometimes I've made mistakes. And I've had good people. That's why I have an eldership board to say, Bishop, you know, I'm not sure. And they will allow me to pull the bishop card. I'm the man of God. I went up to Mount Zion. Don't you see these tablets? God, the finger of God wrote this. Well, he may have written it, but he needs to have an eraser on what he said to you. Turn your name and say, he's trying to help you. Turn to somebody else and say, he really is. God sends this prayer in the midst of Babylon, taking Judah captive, in the midst of the people thinking that they're going to get back, but Jew, Jer Jeremiah says, no, you're going to be in Babylon longer than you think. As a matter, matter of fact, you're going to be here so long, you might as well get married, you might as well have children, and your children's children might as well have children, because bottom line is that you're going to be here for 70 years, and they don't want to hear it. And so God almost kind of said, okay, if you don't want to hear it, well, watch this. And next thing you know, after Jeremiah says this prophetic word, about a few years later, Jerusalem is burnt to the ground, the temple's burnt to the ground, so that now they have nothing to go back to. But praise God, he raises up a man named Daniel. Daniel's name in Hebrew means God is my judge. God makes the decisions for my life. And, and Daniel is an intercessor. Oh, this is good. This is going to help you out. Daniel, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, I'm almost finished. I'm on the second page, and I only have two pages. Uh, Daniel says, it says, now when Daniel learned a decree that had been published, so there was a decree uh, that, that uh, Daniel was so, so excellent in his leadership that the Babylonians and those around him got jealous, so they were trying to find a, a, a reason for which uh, to, to speak ill, to, to slander uh, Daniel, but they couldn't find one, and they said, well, the only thing we have against him is that he prays. He prays. And so let's get the king to make a decree that anybody who prays to any god except the king of, of, of um, well, Babylon, I believe it is, uh, that that person will be thrown into the lion's den and be killed. And so, of course, Daniel, he hears the decree. The Bible says when he heard the decree, Daniel, in response, said, Oh, I better not pray anymore. No, it says here in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, he went upstairs to his room where the windows were open towards Jerusalem. Very important. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he did before. In other words, Daniel heard a decree and still prayed. I want to let you know that this decree that was threatening Daniel's life, help me, Holy Spirit, had nothing to do with co-workers being jealous. It was about Satan understanding that Daniel's prayer was causing him problems. You see... Daniel spent decades interceding 
and praying that the promise of God would be fulfilled. You need to understand that from the time Daniel heard Jeremiah prophesy, which was probably somewhere around uh, 597 B.C., all the way down to 538 B.C., over 50 years, almost 60 years, Daniel is praying, God, please fulfill what Jeremiah said and get your people out of Babylon. And I want, to, I, I want you to hear what Daniel prayed because as he saw Babylon being invaded by, uh, by uh, Medo-Persia, and he, he saw Dar that Zarius, Darius invaded Babylon, subdued it. Daniel said, wait a minute. 68 years have gone by, and I remember the prophetic word by Jeremiah that we would be here 70 years. So Daniel begins to pray. Let me help you out here. Many of you have received prophetic words, but what you do is you see the prophetic word and you wait on the prophetic word to happen like you're waiting for Amazon, like you're waiting for FedEx. No, when you get a prophetic word, you need a prayer to make sure that you are in place for what God has for you. So let me, I'm going to have Max, if you could, uh, Max is going to read for you Daniel chapter 9, a few verses uh, that lets you hear the prayer that Daniel prayed. Come on, Max.
Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Max. Here you go. Max, Max, do you know it pays to come to church? <laughs> what, what, what struck me here is Daniel prayed and fasted that the prophetic word would come to pass. And many of you know history. Less than a year, two years later, God releases Israel, Judah, to go back to their land. It was a powerful time. It was such a time of celebration that there was a psalm written by uh, the writer. It wasn't David because he wasn't alive then, but right in Psalm 126, it says, when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion, it was like a dream. And I'm here to prophesy to some of you that God is going to turn your situation around so quickly that it's going to be like a dream. You're going to be pinching yourself, but you're going to be saying like the children of Israel, the Lord has done great things for us, and that's why we're glad. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and so the, the Lord said this to me, and I'm just about finished here. He, the Lord, I wrote this down. The Lord said, to the prayer, history is in your mouth. Prayer changes history and her story, but also changes history. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Satan is trying to keep your mouth shut. Many of you, the only reason you're here right now, the only reason why doors have been opening for you is because God has somebody praying for you throughout your entire life that you didn't even know about. What struck me is that while I was at the conference, they gave all the leaders this book called The Post-Pandemic Church by Tom S. Rayner. And he wrote a book called Simple Church. It's a very powerful book. And he said one of the things, one of the six characteristics of the post-pandemic church is that there's an increase of prayer. There's an increase of prayer. And I said, God, that's us. Because... I, I added up all the hours of prayer in this church. I don't know if you can see it on the screen, but we have midnight prayer that we spend 10 hours a week on. That's Monday through Friday. We have morning prayer, Monday through Saturday. That's six, that's six hours. We have upper room prayer. That is Monday through uh, Saturday. That's 12 hours. Upper room is, takes place at, at, at 7 a.m., and, it, and it, is a, it is a place where people have encounters with the Holy Spirit. Lives are changed in that season, in that time. Then there's biblical justice prayer, which is uh, on, on Tuesdays at 1 o'clock for half an hour on Tuesdays. Then there's pre-service prayer, which you experience. So when you add up all those prayers, we spend in this church 29 hours a week in prayer. That, 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 well, that impresses me. 29 hours. Folks, God is going to respond to those prayers. 29 hours in prayer. The Bible says that, that uh, without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes God must believe that he is, and God is rewarder to them that diligently seek him. God, you're talking about 29 
I now as God is going to reward that. I want to close with this illustration, and I hope it goes by well. Uh, Shauna, this book is for you, so make sure that you claim it. I, I want to hopefully, if the Lord would help me, I want to show you the power of prayer. And as you see, that's why you got to keep believing. Can everybody see this cup? And so, I want to show you how prayer works. Now, many of us, how many of you pray, first of all? You pray. You, you, you talk to God. You, the, you, pray, you pray because things happen when you pray that would not have occurred if you didn't pray. You see, prayer moves the hand that moves the world. So what happens many times, let's, let's, let's call, let's, let's say that prayer is this water. And we were talking about many times that when you pray, you must pray led by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said in, in uh, John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Spirit. So let's say you have, you've been pouring out your heart to the Lord. And so you're just pouring out your heart. You're just pouring out your heart. You're just pouring out your heart. And it seems like nothing has happened. But then all of a sudden, whoa. Whoa. And all of a sudden you see the answers. Before you saw nothing. But now you see Answers, you see, Brother Aaron, harvest time. Blessings are all, like when you, just when you thought nothing was about to happen. All of a sudden, as you were pouring out your heart. And of course, once you, once you just see a little glimmer of hope, what happens? You start praying harder. You're like, yeah, my help is coming on. Hallelujah. Now this is deep. So, let me make sure I... So. Can you see? Can you see the answers? No, you can't see, right? All you can see is, okay, so. Now, the Bible talks in, I believe it's Revelations chapter 8 and also Revelations chapter 4, 5 rather. It talks about our prayers being poured into a bowl and the angels take that bowl and they bring it before the Lord. Are you following me so far? And so many times we're praying hard, we're fasting and, and, and we are like, God, I'm fasting, I'm praying and we're, we're expecting Elder Nita, the prayer the answers to match the intensity of our prayers. Are you following me? No, like you've gone on a week fast or you, you've been praying intensely and you're expecting like I did the answers to come right away. But what if while you poured out your heart, the angel takes your prayers
This represents prayers that may not be answered in a day. This represents prayers that may be answered within a year, which is pretty good timing. However, how many of you have prayers that were not answered in a year? Took a little longer. See, this represents the prayers that are taking years. You're like, why don't I see anything? Because you got to keep praying till the answer comes. And here's the frightening thing, because you can't see. You Turn your name and say, neighbor, you don't know how close you are to the answer coming. What if you stop right now, but the answer's about to appear? What if all it just takes is a few more weeks? Some of you all have stopped praying for certain things. And God is, and because, oh, this is a good, and because God can see the answer, the Holy Spirit is saying, come on, just three more months. Come on, don't quit now. You're almost there. See, you can't see it because you're down there. But your Heavenly Father is encouraging you to keep praying. Tell somebody, keep praying. Come on, you're the prophet. Tell them, keep praying. Some of you needed this word because you were about to give up. Stuff has happened that's caused you to say, you know what? I'm just going to throw in the towel. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I got a word for you. Keep praying. Keep praying. You're almost there. The answer's about to appear. And then the final spoon is this. You may say, Bishop, what can be worse than waiting years? Hebrews 11, 39, 40. These represent prayers that will not be answered in your lifetime. These represent generational prayers. These represent prayers of people who are no longer alive, but you are the beneficiary of their prayers. You need to understand that for some of your prayers, there's a generation that's going to benefit from your prayers that you may never see. That's maybe the bad news. I'm finished. The good news is, is that some of you right now, you're going to walk and be the beneficiary of prayers that weren't yours but your grandmom, your granddad, people in PT who didn't even know you, but said, God, we may not see it in our lifetime, but bless the next generation. You need a prayer in your life. And some of you right now, you are beneficiaries. All that you're walking in, could it be that somebody, before you even came along, 
they kept praying. And all you did was add it to their prayer. And you got to see the answer, and you're like, oh, that was easy. Not knowing that somebody spent decades like Daniel. And let me close with this, stand up. Let me close with this point. Here's the frightening thing. God answered Daniel's prayer, but Daniel never got out of Babylon. He spent his entire life from the age of 16 to Babylon, in Babylon. So even though he prayed, he didn't receive, he didn't experience the answer, but he saw the joy of seeing the people leave. Let's bow your heads. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your word. Father, we pray right now in Jesus' name that you will just encourage us to keep praying. Encourage us to keep praying for others. We have no idea how we're changing history through our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for the people who are praying for us. Thank you, Lord, for my, though my dad is no longer alive, his prayers are still sustaining me. Thank you for my grandmother, Mildred Green, who's no longer alive, but her prayers are sustaining me. Lord, we are the recipients of people who prayed for us. And some of us may say, well, you know what? I, I don't have a grandparent or a grandma who, who was saved, but, oh, you had a Louise Salmon. <laughs> she had, you, had a, you had a Mother Watson. You had people in this church who prayed for you, and that's why you will prosper. As if he had his bow and every eyes closed, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you're saying, Bishop Brian Green, you pray for me? I want to receive Jesus. And you want to be included in this prayer. We, we, we dare not close this service without you being, having the opportunity to receive Christ. Whether you're in this room or watching virtually, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you never received Jesus as your Savior, never ask him to come into your life. And the reason you need to ask him to come into your life because nobody will get into the presence of God. No one will get into heaven without receiving Christ as their Savior. We're not talking about going to church. That's a whole nother story, whatever church God wants you to go to. But right now, it's about giving your life to Jesus. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Somebody's been praying for you to receive Christ before you even got in this building, before you even heard this message. If you're here and you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, as every head is bowed and every eyes closed, could you slip up your hand and I'll pray for you I'll pray for you if you want to receive Christ with no, no one else is looking but me. I want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to receive Christ. Slip your hand up and I will pray for you. Um, I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer with me because people are, are watching virtually and maybe there's folks who have their hands up to receive Christ right where they are. You can do that right where you are. And if you want to receive Christ, say this repeat. Repeat this prayer after me, and everybody repeat it with me. Dear Lord, I come to you this afternoon, and I admit, Lord, that I'm a sinner. That means Jesus does not live in my heart. But Lord, I believe that you sent Jesus to die for my sins, to pay the penalty of my sins, 
on the cross of Calvary so that I could become a child of God. Jesus, because God raised you from the dead to accept your payment for my sin, I'm asking you, Jesus, come into my heart, save me from my sin, and make me a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer right now. I know I'm God's child. And if I were to die right now, I would live with you eternally. Amen. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this service. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for every individual who is here. And we thank you for those who receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. And Lord, even right now, as everybody puts out their hand, and I want to say this final blessing over you, may the Lord bless you and protect you as you put out your hands to receive the blessing. May the Lord look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face shine, grin, and beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with a divine purpose and destination for your life. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. Have a great day and a great week. God bless you.